0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Well, 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 somebody is in a pickle. And it also is a good rule of thumb not to throw your food out your car window. A motorist in Massachusetts uh, got in a little trouble. uh, Got pulled over by police and issued a citation for Simple Assault. He was driving in Massachusetts, heading into Vermont, at uh, close to the border, and there were uh, roadway workers or transportation workers uh, in the area. And as he drove by, he threw an object out of the window, later determined to be a large pickle, which struck the victim and caused him pain. (laughs) Now, apparently the worker was not seriously injured by the flying pickle. So nonetheless, uh, they had to uh, relay the information to the local authorities, which hunted this man down on the highway and pulled him over to write him this simple assault citation. So, I mean, don't be throwing stuff out your window. What are you doing? And if you have a pickle... That you don't want to keep in the car. Uh, say it wasn't any good. Or it's been in the car too long. Maybe you wait till you get past the construction workers. Eh, you know maybe. it's just a thought from me. Maybe you wanted to hit the construction worker. If that's the case. Well then I guess the simple assault citation is justified. But. <laughs> just a, a helpful hint. From Chewing the Fat. Uh, to get yourself out of a pickle. Don't throw your unwanted pickle out the window when uh, transportation employees are out there on the road okay all right you're welcome 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 to chewing the fat yes hail to the king hail to the king before we get to the king though We got to do that 96 times. Nah, I'm not going to do it 96 times, but they did that 96 times the I don't know, the hundred billion gun salute to the queen. And uh, yes, as you found out, as we found out at the end of yesterday's podcast, the queen is dead. I will do a retrospective for the Queen today. No question. Uh, But King Charles III is taking the throne, the oldest person ever to assume the British throne. Um, No date. I don't think they've set a date yet for his coronation. Um, We know that the British National Anthem, which has been sung as God Save the Queen since, you know, 1952, uh, God Save the King. (laughs) <laughs> cash stamps flags all the royal symbols get changed now because uh, even if charles happens to you know fall ill uh the next one is uh king William. so you know william ascends to the throne but uh, wow what a day yesterday after we left chewing the fat Uh, All the royals had arrived and heard the announcement of the queen passing away at 96. And now we are in a, I don't know, like a month of mourning in the United Kingdom, which is, I know it's only about 10 days, I get it. Um, But then on day 10 is the queen's funeral. Uh, It's a day of national mourning, not an official bank holiday. Uh, then they're having the funeral the state funeral at Westminster Abbey, uh, two minutes of silence held at midday. And that's 10 days away. I mean, holy cow. I mean, it is a never ending day, uh, never ending time of mourning for the queen and her, I'm sorry, the celebration of the queen's life, not mourning. Uh, she's, I mean, day nine, um, I guess people get to roll by. It's open to the public on day nine as she uh, lies in state. So, okay. All right. I know day seven, Charles uh, does a little UK tour. I saw him earlier when he arrived back in London, uh, shaking everybody's hands and hugging and getting little kisses. So COVID's definitely over. And uh, we definitely uh, I looked... I mean, he was trying so hard to be personable and I guess it kind of worked. I mean, the man has been waiting forever to be king since, uh, since he can remember he, he, you know, the throne was his, uh, and, uh, you know, so he tried, you know, his darndest to be personable. And I watched him going through the line and, you know, hugging and shaking people's hands and smiling. And it just... I mean, I feel like if I'm Charles, doing that is probably the worst possible thing I could think of. Maybe not. Maybe not. Chuck doesn't call me. So, you know, I don't know that. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. But it just looked like, man, if I'm Charles, I cannot wait for this to be over. And he, I know he spoke... Uh, uh, sometime today and he speaks to the world and everybody is their condolences and if you're concerned about him you know saying no to the throne <laughs> oh, that's funny that is funny because that ain't gonna happen okay and even if it does let's say for a second it does let's say charles goes through his coronation and he says you know what I'm, I, you know, I'm going to give this to Billy. Uh, Billy needs to be King. He's got the wife, he's got the kids. And I waited all my life and I, I ruined my life waiting to be King. So now, you know, I went through a bad marriage. I've been I've married to the woman I love and, uh, I'm just going to give it to Billy and he can have it. And so I'm, I'm able to say I was King, but I'm going to go, you know, just travel around and be, you know, f- former King Charles the third so let's say that happens Uh, William is uh, just as bad of a climate change nightmarist as dad is I mean look at I mean Harry may be worse but uh, you know William is not that far off and I did love that uh, yesterday speaking of William and Harry I did love that uh, Harry uh, and Meghan flew into London we talked about that Uh, but going up to Balmoral Harry went by himself uh, Megan was like, nah, I'll stay here in London. Ooh. So the funeral and the whole family being together, we, I think we talked a little bit about this yesterday, is going to be fun. There's no doubt about that. It is going to be fun. You know, as fun as funerals can be. This is Retrospective on chewing the fat today queen elizabeth the elizabeth alexandra mary windsor or lillabelle to her close family members born april 21st 1926 became the heir to the throne at the age of 10 after her uncle, King Edward VIII, gave up the throne for a divorced woman. Her love for having the help pick up corgi poop had already begun, and would last a lifetime. As a schoolgirl bored with learning the French language, she poured ink from an ornamental silver ink pot over the top of her head. Just like every young schoolgirl with an ornamental silver ink pot. In 1945, during the Second World War, they claimed she trained as a driver and a mechanic. She first met her would-be husband when she was 13 years old. In 1947, at the age of 21, the engagement to Prince Philip Mountbatten was officially announced. They remained married for 73 years, till his death in 2021. Mother to four children, one an alleged sexual deviant. Grandmother to eight, one left the family business. Great-grandmother to twelve, one she's never met. The oldest son, Charles, is next in line for the throne. She met her first United States president in 1957. After her children's marriages fell apart, she called the year 1992 her anus horribilis. She pronounced that differently. Her reign of 70 years and 214 days was the longest of any British monarch and the second longest recorded of any monarch of a sovereign country. Queen Elizabeth II Dead At the age of 96 This has been retrospective. On CTF. <laughs> All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink, desperately. <laughs> <sighs> so good. <laughs> I will say all this queen and king talk makes me want to watch the prince again on HBO. So maybe it's HBO max to be technical, but if you have an opportunity to catch the prince, it's an animated show by Gary Janetti, and it is hilarious. And it's almost a real inside look at the, at the Royals. And it is hilarious. So uh and also this weekend, holy cow, and speaking of the inside look, man, is my son Hunter. It was released on Wednesday and I haven't had an opportunity to watch it. Today, if you're listening live, it's the ninth of September, twenty twenty two. So, uh I haven't had an opportunity to watch it. So I will watch it uh, probably tonight. Uh, I mean we've got college football and NFL football on Sunday, so tonight's gonna have to be the night. Um uh, I will uh, I will give you a review of my son Hunter on Monday. I just know that uh, you know the warning makes me like it before I've even watched the entire thing. I've watched a lot of the you know, a lot of the trailers and behind the scenes, but the warning that uh, this motion picture contains sex, prostitution, drugs, cronyism, money laundering more sex, a laptop from hell, Chinese spies, Ukrainian businessmen, the CCP, the selling out of America, the big guy, corn pop, more sex, additional drugs, and family. I mean, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so, I mean, you can watch it. Uh, it's not at the theater. Uh, you can watch it wherever you darn want to watch it. Okay? Just go to mysonhunter.com and you can purchase it there and watch it. Now, I would recommend finding the biggest screen possible with the best sound system possible so you know but you can watch it on whatever you want to watch you do you, you watching it you do what you want to do don't make me tell you what to do did you see that uh, martha stewart uh went topless to promote a coffee brand i mean she's out hawking uh, hawking stuff martha stewart 81 years old now is that possible martha stewart 81 Uh, going topless. They made a big deal out of it. Uh, she is wearing a, you know, white apron. (laughs) You know, says Green Mountain Coffee on it. And that's where, what she's promoting. So don't be silly. But she looks awesome for 81. I mean, holy cow, she's 81. She looks awesome. And she is, I don't know that she's, uh... You know, com- well, she's not completely naked. They just say that she's topless, but she's promoting the pumpkin spice natural flavor from Green Mountain Coffee, and uh, it's like 34 seconds long. I don't know what they paid her for it, but uh, whatever it is, uh, it was worth it because I mean, it's already got millions of views, and this stupid show is talking about it. But it's uh, this is her this is her ad for uh, Green Mountain. Coffee Coffee roasters, pumpkin spice coffee. Oh, hi there. Oh, hi. You're I'm just enjoying by surprise. the natural flavor of pumpkin spice from Green Mountain Coffee Roasters, and nothing else. Literally, <laughs> just look at this—a thing of natural beauty. No, 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 not me. My Green Mountain Coffee roasters. Silly, not her. Spice coffee. It's made with natural flavors. That means they stripped away the artificial and left. See what you nothing. did there! My goodness, what can I say? We have a lot in common. Ah! Uh, <laughs> get what they did there! Get what they did there! Uh, I mean, holy cow! I don't know. Again, I wish. I, I mean, I sure. If I actually did my homework, I could have found out, you know, how much they paid her for it. But uh, well worth it. And it's nice to see, you know, ex-cons being able to work again. Now, she claims she's never had any plastic surgery. Okay. She says, uh, uh, I've never had plastic surgery. You can absolutely say that. No knife on my face, neck, or back. But, I mean, she talks about, you know, the importance of skin care, which is, you know, absolutely important. And non or minimally invasive procedures. To maintain her youthful glow. See, that's where my three cuts to clown face gets a little murky these days. Because there's some really good non and minimally invasive procedures that nobody counts as plastic surgery anymore. But it still gets you toward clown face. But she doesn't have that. I mean, she looks awesome. At 81, heck yeah. If I like pumpkin spice, I'd buy the Green Mountain Coffee pumpkin spice because of martha stewart going topless but i don't care about the pumpkin spice so sorry let's see where my friends over at twitter are testing their edit feature uh we'll see if it actually comes to fruition uh i if you follow me on twitter at jeffy they announced that they are gonna let edit you let you edit tweets within 30 minutes of posting oh okay That's kind of interesting, but not just yet. I mean, this is an internal thing now. We're just kind of testing it internally. I mean, haven't they had time to do that already? I wonder what else is going on in Twitter's life. Oh, I know. Elon Musk is trying to buy them and get all their information. Huh, interesting. But uh, they say they're going to extend the coming weeks uh, for the test to subscribers to Twitter Blue, which is a paid service for Twitter, uh, which I am not a member of Twitter Blue. Eh, Maybe I will. I don't know how much. I forget how much they uh, want for Twitter Blue. Um, And it's a question uh, if I want to pay for it or not. But, you know, maybe to test out their editing feature. 30 minutes, though. Uh, They figure that uh, editing tweets is a way to correct typos and add tags that have been forgotten. Uh, You set a maximum of half an hour to make the changes. Okay. All right. And edited messages will be marked with the time of the last editing and an icon that, if clicked, allows users to view previous versions of the tweet. That is a good idea. If you're going to allow people to edit, no problem, but make them go through the motions. And I don't know that you make everybody uh, available to see the edited tweet, but they still should be available to you so that if people question you, you can go back and say, "Here's the tweet, back off me. Uh, you know, I took out a comma. I changed I spelled the word correctly that I had spelled wrong, something like that. But you know, they're saying that I'd be able, to, if I go through the motions long enough, I could get to the original tweet. All right, we'll see. I mean, that's we'll see. Uh, and the time limit and version history play an important role in order to protect the integrity of conversation and create a public archive of of what has been said. Agreed with the public archive. Uh, I think we have a different version of what protecting the integrity of the conversation is. But, you know, I don't work for Twitter. So I see where um, Cumulus Media has severed ties with podcast movement huh so uh podcast movement had their big gathering conference uh here in dfw i don't know a month or so ago i wasn't invited i didn't go i guess i could have shown up but because it was available i mean anybody could have shown up i guess but i was not invited chewing the fat was not invited but uh daily wire had a booth there at the podcast movement conference and greeted fans and supporters and uh they were happy to have Daily Wire there. They were happy to take Cumulus Media's money for sponsoring the event. But then something horrific happened. Ben Shapiro showed up. You know, I don't know. One of the co-founders of Daily Wire. His podcast is, you know, one of the biggest podcasts in the, in the world just you know, a little bit more than Chewing the Fat than this show. A little bit more. I don't understand it either. Don't ask me. And so uh, he shows up and they freak out. They have this big th- deal that Ben Shapiro showed up at this event. It's amazing. I mean, one of the conference, one of the podcast movements, conference members, uh, complained that Shapiro's presence at the event did not make her feel safe. Well, then leave and shut up. Now, Podcast Movement posted an apology on Twitter, taking full responsibility for the harm done by his presence. (laughs) Uh, Unbelievable. Well, maybe Podcast Movement should have looked into it a little bit because, uh, I don't know, Westwood One is... uh, Takes care of the uh, Ben Shapiro podcast and breaks it up for uh, syndication through uh, I, you know who owns Westwood One. Oh, I know Cumulus. So uh, Cumulus has pulled the plug on money for podcast movement. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, do they care? I you know I don't know, and I don't know if Daily Wire spent money to be there as well. I mean, it probably they probably did. They probably got the sponsorship money from Cumulus. And then Daily Wire had a booth there, which they probably purchased separately. And so then Ben just showed up for the Daily Wire. And Cumulus and Westwood One have taken their lumps in the last couple of years uh, for a number of things. So when they do something good, uh, you know, I want to pat them on the back because they told, uh, you know, the Podcast Movement Conference. Uh, How about no? Uh, No more money from us. Take care. couple of headlines to uh, get you through the weekend. Uh, highly infectious bur- Or whenever you're listening to this. I mean, you can listen to this podcast at any time. I keep thinking that, uh, you know, it's uh, live and it's not. You can listen to it any time. <laughs> just tell your friends and neighbors. So, just some headlines that you need to be aware of. Uh, highly infectious bird flu strain found in a Florida dolphin. The first known observation of transmission to the species. Strain has been spread rapidly through the North American avian population and led to the culling of more than 43 million chickens. I mean, we've, been, we've killed a lot of chickens and a lot of turkeys thanks to the bird flu. But now it's jumped to fish? Dolphins aren't fish, Jeff. Okay. So now it jumps to dolphins? An aquatic mammal? That's <laughs> uh, not good. Uh, That's not good. I don't like to hear that. A new malaria vaccine uh, is coming. This week, scientists at the University of Oxford said they've developed a vaccine that could eradicate malaria by 2040. The mosquito-borne disease kills more than 400,000 people every year. That is an amazing number. Kills more than 400,000 people every year? Wow. Mostly children. Last year, the WHO not the band, backed the world's first malaria vaccine for children after it showed it can reduce severe illness by 30%. But this new vaccine, R21, has shown to be up to 80% effective among children in Burkina Faso when fully vaccinated and boosted. That gets a little nervous when I start seeing fully vaccinated and boosted. And scientists say it's cheaper to manufacture. If all goes well, more than 100 million doses... Could be available next year. So you would be able to get the malaria vaccine, the COVID vaccine and boosters, the flu vaccines and boosters. I mean, just keep getting those shots, baby. Just keep getting those shots and shut your mouth. All right? I don't want to hear about it anymore. Apparently, we have fat sensors in the gut. Ha! <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Uh, welcome. I, I do. I know I do. Fat sensors in the gut shown to trigger brain signaling that increases the desire for additional fatty food. Findings may provide new interventions to facilitate healthier food choices. Uh, you think? Duh. Thank you. I'm sure that this this place got had to have gotten study money for this, man. So, uh, mouse research... Reveals fat sensors in the intestines that stimulate the brain and drive food desires. So just get me something that non-stimulates my intestines. (laughs) That's all I need. Columbia's Zuckerman Institute. And man, do I love Columbia's Zuckerman Institute. Their they're studying, they're studying of mice found that fat entering the intestines triggers a signal. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, conducted along nerves to the brain, that signal drives a desire for fatty foods. Yes, hello. So, I mean, overconsumption of fats and sugars is causing an epidemic of obesity and metabolic disorders. So we need to get on that. And, uh, you know, thanks to the, Luckerman, the Zuckerman Institute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, it was supported by the howard hughes medical institute and charles zucker phd so hopefully we'll find something that can uh, make us uh not stimulate the old fat brain cells when we eat fatty food how about you just stop eating fatty food jeff how about you do that uh, uh princeton princeton is saying that uh, 25% of Prin- Princeton's student body is going to pay zilch for tuition. Zero, nada, nothing for tuition, food, and housing under a new plan announced by the university to cover expenses for most families making $100,000 a year or less. It may not make much of a dent in the old endowment, though which stood at $37.7 billion as of last year. Yeah, this is what we talked about uh, the Ivy League's doing, uh, is paying for tuition and for everyone that's able to go there and pay for it all with their endowment fund but what hap- what would happen is they would probably get become have a larger endowment fund because people would graduate and then donate back to the university which would then enhance the endowment which would then continue the circle or the cycle of paying for the students to go to school there but you know what do i know and maybe they foot the bill for the uh, college student loan debt instead of the taxpayer What do you say? So I saw an interesting uh, stat. It's the annual statistical update by the U.S. Census Bureau uh, from December of 2021. It's the ATF Firearms Commerce in the United States. And it's registered automatic weapons per thousand people as of 2021, like I said. So the states with the most registered automatic weapons uh, Texas is 1.6 which you know uh, when you start going around the country Georgia 3.9 Alabama 69 oof, messing around uh, Kentucky is 4.0 Virginia 5.0 the lowest is looks like the lowest is Delaware huh because we've got 0.7 in California 0.6 in Washington Delaware is 0.5 automatic fire registered automatic weapons per a thousand people so many of these states that you're guessing that some of them like say texas who has 1.6 some of those weapons may not be registered i don't know that i'm just taking a guess that's all uh, <laughs> but there's a big number but the number one state the number one state is vermont and I think number two is Connecticut, which is amazing. I don't know that I buy this, but that's what the U.S. Census Bureau was saying. So they claim uh, Connecticut is 9.8 registered automatic weapons per 1,000 people. New Hampshire, 15. 15 registered automatic weapons per 1,000 people. Wow. That's in, that, that's a New Hampshire Wow, that's pretty, uh, you know, the free state of New Hampshire. (laughs) Virginia's five. Uh, That's pretty incredible. You start getting on the East Coast, Maryland 4.8. I mean, then you get, you know, Rhode Island is 0.6. Massachusetts is 1.0. So, you know, 1.9. Wow, Ohio is more than Texas. Indiana is 3.1. Kentucky is 4.0. Wow. That's uh, more than Texas. That's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Florida is two point two. So I mean, there's some states where people have some automatic weapons, and that's interesting though per a thousand people because and they're breaking it down for registered automatic weapons. There's got to be a distinction there that uh, you know I'd like to just see the breakdown of where all the guns are. And believe me. They know where the guns are. <laughs> yes. You know who they are. They know where the guns are. Speaking of guns and knowing where guns are. Did you see they perp walked Steve Bannon? That's unbelievable to me. I don't do a lot of January 6th talk. Or any of that crap. But you know, I saw where they perp walked Steve Bannon. And by that I mean they bring him down the walkway. In front of the press handcuffed. I mean he turned himself in. And you're still going to handcuff them and perp walk them in front of the press just so they get their money shot of him handcuffed. So he claimed, you know, this is what he's hollering. uh, This is what happens in the last days of a dying regime. They will never shut me up. They will have to kill me. I mean, okay, no problem. But you know, you know that they, and you know who I mean when I say they, and so do they, they know who they are. Uh, They want this perp walk for Donald Trump so bad they can taste it. And if they could find a way, and they're still looking, if they could find a way to have the perp walk of Donald Trump, they'll get it. But for now, they'll just settle for Steve Mannon. I will say it's nice to have it be football season again. You don't have to. I know a lot of you don't like football, but I do, man. I love watching it, college and NFL. I'm not sure which I like most. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They're both darn fun to watch. I'd probably college. If uh, you gun to my head from Vermont, I would uh, I would pick college football. But I see that Forbes has just put out the most valuable teams And uh, the Dallas Cowboys are number one. They've been number one since uh, 2016. Uh, They are worth $8 billion. Wow. Uh, Rounding out the top five are the New England Patriots, worth $6.4 billion. The Los Angeles Rams, who lost last night to the Buffalo Bills, $6.2 billion. And the New York Yankees and the New York Giants, are both valued at six billion dollars uh, both storied franchises the Yankees maybe more than the Giants but I don't know that to be true either the Giants are pretty pretty pretty, stor- pretty storied as well so uh, the Denver Broncos just sold for 4.65 billion dollars which is a record amount for a sports team. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets sold in 2019 for 3.2 billion. That's the next highest. Okay, I mean, holy cow! The, the Broncos sold for 4.65 billion dollars. That's uh, you could quote me on this. That's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball is slipping big time, though. I mean, they got the Yankees in the top five. The other four are NFL teams. But uh, their presentation in the top 50 has been dropping. I think they only have like eight there now. They had 12. And then, oh, they only have five this year. Wow. Hello. Uh, the Mets sold. That's the last team that sold, I guess, for $2.4 billion uh, in 2020. So, good luck. I mean, those these teams are worth so much money. And in particular. In particular, the NFL. My gosh, these teams are worth so much money and they are valued so high. And I mean, look at the money that is being spent just to watch them. It's incredible. And we've got, uh, I know, uh, you know, Tampa Bay plays uh, Dallas this Sunday night. Should be a great game. Uh, Tom Brady is back. Uh, if you listen to more on trivia today on uh, Pat pack uh, we gave it to Tampa Bay. It was tied uh, two to two after the second quarter, we did the coin toss, uh, and, uh, heads for home tails for the away team and uh, the away team, Tampa Bay won the coin toss. So Tampa Bay, we predicted will win the game. I hope that to be true. Uh, I want that to be true. Although, you know, I'm torn because I like, I'm good with both teams winning. Although when they play each other, I, I'm, I lean more toward Tampa Bay, but that's just me. We'll see how Tom is, see if Mr. Brady is focused or not, because he and Giselle, uh, not doing the best, uh, not doing the best together these days. Uh, she's pissed that he unretired. <laughs> so she's not staying at the Florida house. She's not staying in the Tampa Bay house. She's not staying down in the South Florida house. She's going, she's traveling the world to stay away and figure things out. I've got to, I've got to figure things out. Oh, okay. Yes. I need to spend time elsewhere. I don't want to see you, Tom. And sure. I took care of the kids and sure. I've been after you to quit. I mean, it must've been a nightmare for Tom, uh, listening to her whine for years of wanting him to quit. (laughs) (laughs) wanting him to retire. I'm Tom Brady. You kidding me? Shut up. I know you're taking care of the kids and you're still a hot model and you can go do your modeling thing when I'm around, but I'm Tom Brady and I'm playing in the National Football League and i am known around the world and I know she's a world-renowned model too, but, and she's got her own money. Good for her, but she's pissed that Tom is (laughs) unretired, especially after he retires And then, uh, he on retires and he's, you know, she's been after him to quit for years. I, I, there was being reported that she's been after him to retire for, you know, about six years. So he was still in new England at that time. And he was like, "Eh, eh, no, uh, no, I'm not doing that. So then he had another shot to retire, right? When new England and he were falling apart, he could have retired. Now, you know what? Let's go down to Tampa and win a super bowl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay what do you say all right and then he retires and he says hey, hey i'm gonna retire now you know what i don't want to retire he gave in he gave, should not have done that man he gave in to her and said all right fine i'll retire and he announced it and then he thought better of it he thought what am i doing i can't i want to still play i'm still tom brady I can't I can't have Giselle be wearing the pants in the family. So then he on retires. And she is pissed. So we'll see how it works out. It hasn't been now, uh, they're not uh you know, they're not in a good place as a married couple right now. And you know, that happens to all couples from time to time. Good years, bad years, whatever, but uh, you know, they they're not in a good place. So we'll see if that makes Tom more focused or does it take him away from the game? I don't know. I would hope. That it would make him more focused. Like hes I don't care where she's at. I know the kids are all right. I've got football to play. But we shall see. Oh and we'll see if they're going to ever get Artemis 1 off the ground as well. Uh, They left it out on the pad. So they've got the hood up uh, out on the pad. They didn't roll it back in. So they've been out there fixing it. I don't know if they've brought uh, the duct tape out. I don't know if they brought the flex seal out. I don't know if they brought the super glue out. I don't know what they're doing out there. But uh, we'll see if they can get it fixed. They're saying that they're considering another launch date September 23rd for the Artemis 1 moon mission. Okay, we'll see if the clouds open up and there's not a cloud in the sky and we can launch the old Artemis 1 to the moon with our mannequins and our other little fun stuff that we've got planned for 40 some days I guess that time frame goes down uh, the farther away we get from the original launch, launch date. I'm not sure about that, depending on other launches and landings. But uh, we'll see. They claimed they left it out there on the pad, and they said we're going to do it on September 23rd. So, okay. Good luck. God bless. And since uh, we're talking about space yesterday, I, ap- I want to apologize to you uh, from chewing the fat. Uh, I know you can follow me on social media. Uh, you know, Jeff Fisher radio, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at Jeffy JFR on Twitter. As I said earlier, email the show chewing the fat at the blaze.com. Uh, get a cameo, uh, at Jeffy JFR on cameo. If you want me to do a message there, uh, you know, however, uh, thank you for subscribing to chewing the fat. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to chewing the fat. Remember as a subscriber, if you're, no matter what you're listening to, if someone asks you, Hey, what are you listening to? Uh, your answer must be chewing the fat. With Jeff Fisher. Those are the rules. Okay. I just, you know, that's what has to happen. I know you're going to listen to other stuff. And I don't care what you're listening to at the time that you're asked what you're listening to. I hate what you're listening to. Your answer must be Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Anyway, uh, yesterday, I want to apologize. Yesterday was Star Trek Day. I know. And I forgot to pay homage to Star Trek. And it's uh, the all-knowing, all-seeing God William Shatner. God. Weightlessness. Oh Jesus. Carmeline. <laughs> oh. No description can equal this weightlessness. This is nuts. Oh my God. <laughs> this is uh? Oh wow. Oh, I'm telling you holy oh my goodness me oh wow i can't believe this (laughs) oh yeah enjoy yourself